What's up, guys, and welcome to episode three of the Createography Podcast. Today, we'll be talking about gears, needs, and wants. Stay tuned for episode three. What's up, guys, and welcome to episode three of the Createography Podcast. And today, we'll be talking about gear upgrades. Thomas, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? I'm well, man. It's Friday. Um, we're doing another podcast episode, so... I'm I'm lovely, bro. Took a shot of tequila earlier um, for Ooh-wee. my aunt-in-law's birthday. You oh, know, happy birthday, aunt, aunt Gabby! Um, Is that yeah, the man, aunt whose uh, whose kid you almost killed? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, her her grandson, basically. Oh, okay. I didn't oh, almost nice. kill him. He passed that on me, man. So, but yeah, well, dude, I'm feeling great. It's Friday, <laughs> and I am ready to talk about gear upgrades and all type of gear stuff, bro. Yeah, me too. Um, the whole gear conversation is so funny because I feel like if I could just say it up front, uh, people buy way too much gear, myself included, right? For sure. I know, I know off experience because we shoot all the time together. So I definitely know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I guess let's just start really quickly with um, just reminding the people because episode one, we did talk about the gear we started with, but let's just do a little recap. Devante, what gear did you start with? When did your gear change? What were some of the things you were doing? And, you know, tell a little bit about that process of upgrading your gear along the way. Yeah, man. So if you guys didn't listen to episode one and you guys are joining us now, episode three, welcome. Congrats. Thank you. We appreciate you joining us on our journey um, of this creatography podcast where we talk uh, about uh, video, where we talk about photo and just our journey as photographers and creatives. Um, but yeah, so back to episode one, I actually started with a Nikon. Actually, so I actually started with a uh, GoPro, thought that was a DSLR went up to a Nikon D5300, had that for about two years, upgraded to a full frame, a full frame camera, which is a Nikon D750. Um, that just was amazing. I had that for, I think, another two years. And then, you know, all this mirrorless DSLR started coming out and everything like that. And the game started changing and I wouldn't be left behind. So I ended up changing from the Nikon D750 and switch my whole brand over to the uh, to the Sony A7 III. Um, what was I doing in between that time? Just learning more about Nikon. Um, I was shooting uh, events like weddings and I did weddings with my Nikon uh, cameras, lenses. Um, I've upgraded lenses, everything like that. Um, but, you know, Whew, ah, guys, yeah, it was tough to switch over to the Sony because, you know, Sony lenses and Nikon lenses are, are Nikon lenses aren't the same. So I had to break a lot of bread just to switch to brands, man. So that's basically how I came up, bro. So um, I'm going to okay. reverse that question and ask you the same thing. So what did you start with and where are you at now with your gear? Um, yeah, I started on the Nikon D3300. Um, that was that Kit King bundle that I got from Costco, like I talked about in episode Classic. one. Um, Legendary. Yeah, and I shot on that. I shot on that with a uh, couple, couple uh, kit lenses, 18 to 55 millimeter, and then a 55 to 200. Shot on that for a while, started doing portraits, making a little money with portraits using that setup. And then I ended up getting a 50 millimeter after a while. I was watching these videos about the nifty 50. Nifty you know, 50, whatever you're baby. saying, if you only had one uh, bag in your, 
if you only had one lens in your bag, excuse me, then the nifty 50 is kind of the way to go. Well, I had a nifty 50 on a crop sensor camera, which basically means it's a little more zoomed in than just 50 millimeters. But anyways, that's a, that's a side story. So I basically had those three lenses for a couple of years and then I got this, uh, well, well I, I eventually went from that camera and I upgraded to the Sony a7R2 uh, after, well, actually probably about three and a half, almost four years, I went from the Nikon to the Sony. And with the Sony, I had the 85 millimeter and just recently picked up the 28 to 75 uh, Tamron lens. So I haven't had a lot of different gear over the years, um, but there have been some reasons why I did change from Nikon to Sony, which I'm curious, you know, I, I think more than just knowing what gear we've used, I'd like to have just a little conversation if we can about why our gear changed, what were some of the things we were doing where we felt like the gear that we had wasn't enough. And, um, you know, maybe we can talk about that for a little bit. Uh, yeah, I know for me, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to ask you, I'm like, you're already on the subject. You just bought it up. So I'm, I'm actually want you to tell me, I actually just want you to explain like, why did you, uh, yeah. switch from Nikon to Sony bro because to be honest with you and to be honest with you guys that's listening as well I kind of I kind of switched too because Thomas switched um, but also like I said earlier I didn't want to be left behind um, yeah. you know with just regular DSLR so Thomas if you can man I would love to hear that story on why you switched bro yeah, yeah definitely yeah you know um, I I've struggled with the gear, wanting to buy gear. I've struggled with seeing, you know, just over the years, seeing all the new stuff coming out. You know, every time something new comes out, you see a thousand photographers on Instagram and across social media that are getting it. Some people getting it in advance. They're doing these uh, real world tests. I was watching all these real world tests of all the new lens. I mean, people that are listening can relate. You, you see all the time, people always have new shiny stuff. And hey, I like new shiny stuff. So why not me, right? But what I yeah, realized exactly. pretty early on was I can't afford that stuff. <laughs> like <laughs> I can't, I, I don't have money. I, I mean, like in episode one, I talked about a $500 budget and we told people, you know, if you're going to be doing this whole photography thing, it's in your best interest really to have a budget. So when I started shooting, I wasn't making a lot of money. Photography, honestly, for those listening, photography for me has always been a side thing. It's always been a thing that little adds a little income every month to um, our overall income as a family but yeah. i you know i i never owned a 70 to 200 um that's you know that's two thousand bucks for a lens i just never <laughs> had the money but what i'm saying is I, I have always wanted to have those things right of course those of are course. nice and there have been times when i've I've used those the 70 to 200, a 24 to 70, the more expensive lenses. But let me just go back. So I wanted to say that I've wanted all this stuff. And a lot of that is influenced from social media and other photographers that say, you know, you watch a video and it tells you this is the lens you need. And I'm learning photography and I'm going to listen to, you know, these popular photographers on social media. So, you know, I'm influenced to want to buy that stuff, but I just never had the money, dude. I like literally did not. Well, okay. I'll be honest. I have a credit card, but I'm not the type of person that's going to blow up my credit card just to have a new lens. Okay. Um, that is just, I just think that is a huge mistake to go into debt just to have what you think is the gear you need. And quite frankly, 
like I said, 18 to 55, 55 to 200 kit lenses, beginner amateur lenses. I was shooting on for years, doing portrait sessions, doing events, doing all kinds of different things. Okay. So let me just real quick talk about um, how I transitioned. So I was shooting with these three lenses. Um, for most of my portrait stuff, I was, I really started just using the 50 millimeter, which at crop sensor is what was the math on that? I don't know. I suck at math, but 80 millimeters or whatever. Yeah. 70 something, whatever it is. Right. Perfect. I didn't ever, I didn't ever have a need because I was doing mostly portraits. And even if it was like little family stuff, I can shoot a whole, you know, a family of four with, that lens that works perfectly but i got this i got this golf job um i was fortunate enough to start doing this golf tournament and um i was preparing for that and i was talking to the people about the different type of gigs i'm going to do a whole bunch of different assignments over the course of a week a lot of it was um you know, shooting some landscapes, landscape stuff, shooting uh, banquets, presentations, shooting the award ceremony, shooting tequila bottles and shirts and uh, car displays. So you had anything you can think of I had to do within that week. And that meant I needed different gear. So the gear that I had didn't work. For example, if I'm shooting with, um, you know, the 50 millimeter I need a wider lens, right? But I, the, the, the wider lens that I had, the 18 to 55 was one of those variable apertures. The yeah. low, the lowest it could go is F 3.5. Exactly. And in, in combination with my Nikon, it didn't really produce a good image. I'll be honest with you indoors. Uh, a lot of these were lower light situations. I'll be honest too. I wasn't too good at flash back then. So maybe if I was good at flash, I didn't need to, but I found myself renting um, a couple lenses for that gig. The first year I rented the 7,200 and then I rented the 24 to 70 and I used those in combination with the 50 millimeter throughout the week. Um, there was two concerts I had shot long story short. Um, I did that gig and I was like, okay, these would be some nice lenses to have. I just can't afford it. But then I started looking at the camera body itself and I realized, well, maybe this camera body I have is kind of has met its limit with these new gigs I'm doing. So I felt like I had kind of outgrown because I was taking on this new type of work. I had outgrown what the Nikon D3300 could do. It was great for portraits. It's great for family sessions, but for events like this that I was trying to kind of move into, it just kind of was maxed out. I mean, low light. Uh, I was shooting, I was shooting a concert that first year. 9 p.m. at night, pitch black out there in uh, Palm Springs area. And I'm I'm at a pretty high ISO, 3200, 6400. And on the Nikon D3300 with the ISO that high, those photos were not looking too good, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know people are adding noise and grain into their photos to be vintage now, but I was trying to avoid that like the plague back then. So, of course. Of course. Uh, so, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to start looking because I'm going to hopefully get this next year, do this gig again. I'm going to start looking for gear that'll meet my new needs. And uh, that's what led me to just start thinking about what other type of gear I could grab to accommodate the needs that I had. Basically, the challenges I had run into and the needs that were created over time. So that's what got me transitioning into different gear. Hey man, that's actually that's actually a good story, man. Because um, I don't think I think my story is a little different um, from you, but at the same time, maybe similar. So um, 
I think the reason why I jumped from Nikon to Sony. So, wait, wait, before before you do that, if you don't mind, yeah. before you did that, why did you go from the uh, the crop sensor Nikon to the to the full frame Nikon? What did you say, D seventy five hundred or seventy four hundred? Yeah, because I, I remember like, when you did that change. Yeah, I went from the Nikon D5300 crop sensor to the D750. That was a full frame. Um, but it was a, a reasonable price full frame camera um, for like intermediate photographers. You know, I mean, just going up to a full frame. So uh, if you did not listen to episode two, I would say go back to uh, listen to episode two because we talked about photo meets. And I think that's another reason why I was influenced to j- uh, jump up to the Nikon D750 because all these guys, and I'm not saying everybody, but you know, other photographers play a big role in you getting gear. And I remember it was this one cool guy. I think I spoke about in uh, episode two where he was a cool guy, man. And he's like, yo, whenever you get a chance, go up to a full frame. And I'm like, you know what? Full frame is a lot of money, bro. But he's like, trust me, man. Like just everything as you're saying, low light, everything aperture, like is going to run smoothly. Like you're going to, you're going to have more wide range of variety, you know, uh, options to shoot with when you go with full frame so i'm like you know what okay but you know i'm not a guinea pig so i'm not gonna just go and be like hey let me drop 2k on a full frame and not know what it does you know but at that time i'm like you know what let me stay with nikon and go up to the d750 after like three four after like a year or two of research um finally jumped up to my nikon d750 dude like my portrait game and my photography game just went through the roof when I jumped up to that full frame. It was just like, it was heaven, bro. Um, and then to go back to what you were saying about not being able to own a 7200, um, I think at this time, man, I let me tell this quick story where I end up meeting, um, I think his name is uh, Frenchie, real cool guy, one of my buddies. And he was actually going to get me into the Clippers or the All-Star game that weekend, right? And I had been shooting with this guy. He's a LA Clippers host. And, um, you know, I needed a 7200. So I'm like, dude, I need to be able to shoot, you know, the NBA players on the court, but I'm not going to be able to shoot them with my nifty 50, you know, because that's what I had right. at the time. I'm going to yeah. get a long lens camera, you know, but something like a 200, 400 was definitely out of my budget, you know? So, you know, um, I talked to my wife and she was like, all right, let's do it. You know, if this is going to give me more gig and more exposure, you know, um, but just going along with my photography, if it's going to open doors for me, might as well went down to Best Buy, slapped that, uh, 7,200, a Sigma on my credit card. Boom. You know, after that, man, it was just, I was a man. Unfortunately, I was unable to shoot that, uh, all-star weekend, but it's okay because that's not where the story ends. Um, from there I started getting into weddings, which paid like 2k, um, you know, uh, for a wedding, you know, so I wasn't really tripping about the R-Star weekend, but I needed a 7,200 because when you shoot weddings in a chapel or whenever you shoot anything like that, quinceanera, you need to be able to shoot, um, from a far away angle most of the time, especially when a ceremony and they're walking down the aisle and yeah, everything yeah. Else like that, you know, your nifty 50 is only going to be able to shoot close. So you need something that you can kind of go out 200 millimeters, you know, all the time with. Yeah, so, yeah. um, you know, but besides that as well, again, you know, we came up as portrait artists as well. And I love my 7,200. I would always shoot at 200 millimeters doing portraits, man. Beautiful bouquet in the background, drop it down at 2.8, 
loved it man uh but then after two to three years man of shooting with that camera and just that i felt like i started to outgrow it as well and that's when the whole mirrorless started coming into the you know the picture and i felt like and you dropped over to mirrorless and i'm like you know what man i think we had talks all the time like yo I want to go to Sony, but then you were telling me, yo, Sony is expensive to go over to. And at that time, I was still paying off my lens. I'm like, man, I don't really want to put more money onto my credit card. Oh, man. My wife's going to kill me. <laughs> I need to pay this off first. Like, and then I'm going to need to yeah. sell my Nikon D750 because, you know, you did the smart thing, bro. You actually kept your Nikon D3300. Oh, I yeah. Still got it. Bodies. Yeah. I sold all my camera bodies. My Nikons, no more, bro. And I look back and be like, dang, I should have kept them, you know? Um, but you know, it's okay. Um, I end up selling it to get my Sony, but finally I made the jump over to Sony because I felt like my Nikon wasn't producing the results that it used to reduce, produce, excuse me. And you know, I think we will talk about getting our image clean and our sensors clean and everything else like that, but I just never knew who to take it to. And it was just a whole bunch of mess, man. But I just felt like I outgrew my Nikon D750, uh, D750 um, over the years. And it was finally yeah. time for me to make a switch. And um, didn't look back, man. Jumped over to Sony and been happy ever since, bro. Um, and Nikon did come out with some mirrorless cameras, but those bad boys were like, whew, excuse me, sorry for breathing into the mic, but those things are like 4K, man. I'm like, man, I'd rather are spend they? eight. Yeah, I'd rather spend like eight. Uh, 1800 on the a7 which is going to give me video as well because again if you guys didn't know i also shoot video and i started shooting video with my nikon d750 even though it's not a video camera i mean it was something where i could learn how to do video and the videos came out decent so i was like yeah. it gives me great photos and it gives me great videos a7 boom no brainer and finally made the switch over to the a7 III, bro and yeah well, since. well that's what's similar about our stories is um you know even though kind of the the details of it is a little different we've done different gigs you know i've never done a wedding but the overall message is that there comes a time where you you know if you're continuously pushing yourself to learn and grow and and be open to try new things the type of jobs that you take, or even if you're not doing it for money, that's totally fine too. The type of things that you do may change over time. And my advice, this is something I continuously tell myself when I get that urge to want to buy that new fancy thing is, does that thing that you want to buy actually meet a need or is it just a want? Exactly. Thanks, the, the, it, is it going to get you to be better to produce images at All Star Weekend or a wedding? Or is it going to help me shoot a concert in low light at night better? Or am I just wanting something new? And that's what's similar is both of us in our own little way, we had started doing things where we just met the limitations. And I was, that's so funny. I was just talking to someone the other day about that. They were talking about wanting to get a new camera and they asked me for some advice. And I said, well, I said, what type of gigs do you want to do? And can the gear you have right now do that already? And it seemed like they hadn't really thought about kind of that, the answer to that. And that's totally fine. You don't have to know all the answers, but you do have to start asking the right questions. And the question I ask myself is, is this a want or is this a need? And the reason I switched over to Nikon is because the A7R2 has really great oh, low sorry. light. And yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Did I say Nikon switched over yeah. to Nikon? It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. We I guess I want my Nikon still, right? Um, the reason I switched over to Sony that second year for that gig is because 
I knew that what I was getting into, I knew what the type of gigs I was going to do. And, and I knew I was going to be these, these concerts at night and the low light a7R2 performance is great. I mean, I, even if it I need to push the ISO up to, dude, at one time, I think even these last couple of years, I can shoot up to 12,000 ISO and the photos look great. I mean, Chris, it doesn't, uh, you know, who shoots, who's shooting like F4, F5 at night to shoot a concert? Well, if you can push right. the ISO, then you're good. You get a little more depth of field and whatever. That's all complicated. Who cares? The point <laughs> is, <laughs> the point is it met the need, but I didn't know it, this is the cool thing for me is I didn't know the need existed until I I came upon it until it became a challenge or a problem that I needed to solve. And when I started out, I was shooting down at the beach. Like I talked about in episode, what was that? Episode one, uh, yeah. shooting down at the beach. And then over time doing portraits, I didn't have those needs. I didn't need to shoot low light concert photography. It wasn't nope. until three years later or two and whatever, whatever the timeline is three years later that I needed something. And Here's another thing I'll say real quick is it's totally okay to rent gear. I'm a huge fan of renting gear, especially if you're going to buy something, you got to test it out first. You're not going to go buy a car without driving it for at least one time. I mean, and if you can afford like the, the credit, have a credit card to do the down payment for the deposit, which sometimes is an issue. Um, you could, you could rent gear, you could test out gear. You could see what you like about it, what you hate about it what you love about it and everything in between. And uh, I've done that with the purchases I've made. I think I even, I yeah, I 100% know that I've tested out the A7R2. I rented it from uh, Sammy's camera, I think was the place I rented it from. Um, and I tested it out and I was like, yes, please. Don't mind if I do. And, but it yeah. just it met that need. It, the needs came and, you know, the, the gear meets the need, uh, not the want, I think. Yeah, no, you're right, bro. And you're a big, yeah, you are enthusiast with uh, Test Now Gear, bro, because, uh, you know, the story I even I tell you, you to do it and you tell me to shut yeah, up now. <laughs> yeah, you tell, bro, no, I was just about to tell that story, bro. I was just about to tell that story how um, I went to Best Buy and I got my, uh, what was it, my Sigma 3.35 1.4 Art Lens. Yep, yep. Um, but before that, I was supposed to test out the 28 to 75 Tammy, Tamron for you guys. I call it the Tammy. And I did not like it, bro when we went out me you and uh, alex i think is his name or, or jonathan jonathan friend, jonathan yeah, sorry John. man yeah jonathan and i hated it man but guess what best buy started doing this thing where you have to pay like 10 percent back if you return your lens so i yep. lost money so yeah. now when i went and got my sigma 35 and i loved it bro i still had to pay like 200 bucks off of a lens i don't have anymore because i didn't like it i tried to get around it yeah. but it didn't happen but telling you, you guys, man I, you gotta rent yeah. those yeah, for you guys out there listening, go rent and try it out before you buy it. Because if you buy it from Best Buy, best believe if you return it, you got to pay that 10%, man, which sucks, a restocking fee. Um, but you're totally right, bro. Um, needs and wants are totally different. And you're right, man. Um, for me, it was more like both at the same time because it was like, do I need this? Do I want this? You know, but like you said, man, I started getting to weddings. Um, I started doing like quince, quinceañeras and stuff like that. And it was like, yo, 
I don't want it, but I need it now because I need to be able to get these shots, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And if my partner doesn't have a telephoto lens, then who's going to get the shots that need to be shot at 200 millimeters? Um, when you're in the back of the church or the back of the party and everybody's walking down and things like that. So, yeah, man, it's really one of those things where, you know, again, we were shooting at photo meets and our nifty 50 was fine for the time being. But then once you start to branch out and people start to hire you to do different gigs you know you're like okay well i'm gonna need this i'm gonna need that and like you said man if i don't have the money to buy it and make it my own i might need to go rent this lens you know and i remember you telling me bro i remember and again i was so excited for you when you got that golf tournament because it was like yo man like i just shot a marathon i'm ready hopefully i can go with you or whatever yeah which is not an issue you know and i was just super excited that you got it bro and again going back to the flash issue and i was telling you man if you're gonna be shooting inside I think you sent me those photos and you're like, yo, bro, what should I do in this situation? Right. Bro, use a flash, man, because yep. that flash is going to light up the room. It's going to make everything better. Once you did that, bro, you hit me back and said, bro, you were right. And I'm like, yo, yep. it's not that I'm trying to be right or wrong. I'm just trying to make sure I help you because I want you to keep getting this each year. And I want them to be like, yo, this guy knows what he's doing. We want to hire him all the time. Exactly. You know? And, yeah. you know, again, like I tell other photographers or how we talk all the time, man, it's not about, well, if my buddy gets a gig, you know, I'm going to be, you know, salty about it. Nah, man, like I'm genuinely happy for you, bro. But if you need help and I can and I know what to do and I can try to help you, dude, best believe, man, I'm going to try to make you the best person there bro so i'm glad that you got that and i'm glad that you just blew it out the water bro because when you sent me those uh finishing those images after bro i was like yo that's it bro all that yeah. is great um well, I, yeah i can i just jump in real quick yeah yeah of course you know you, you when you were talking i was you said the marathon it made me think of when we shot that marathon which thanks to you for hooking that up because uh, i had never shot a marathon before but what was what came to my mind was you know you can always use your friend's gear too. And how many times Devante have you and I kind of shared gear and even like we've teamed up to do gigs because we know each of us has a certain uh, lens or camera body or, or a flash or whatever it is that will create the full package to meet the the need of that project. You know, dude, we've done a, a lot of fun stuff together. I'm thinking of <laughs> yeah, so many, I mean, <laughs> all the conventions we've done, uh, you know, comic cons, dude, when I didn't know anything, about mics like the mic i'm recording on you recommended it to me i got to try it with you at conventions i got to see what it's what it sounds like you taught me about lav mics you taught me about audio levels like i didn't know anything about any of this gear without you because you're the you're the actual asset so that's what i want to say is you may not even need to even buy any gear you might know people literally right now that have gear that you can borrow that and you might even have gear that they can borrow shoot you yeah, we i feel like s- sometimes we look way past the people in our life when the people in our life are the ones that meet our needs already for sure you know for sure. it's like dude and plus when you're doing it with your boys when you're doing it with people you care about it even makes everything just that much more fun you know and it's like you said when i send you a photo i'm like dude what am i doing wrong here and you're like bro do you have a do you have an on-camera flash popping off the ceiling or off the wall behind you i'm like no what's that then I grow. We grow together, right? And that's the funnest part. And it, it's a, it's a conversation centered around gear, but really, I think deeper down, it's being able to, you know, solve a problem any way you can. And if it doesn't always mean spending a lot of money, it might just be me. It might just mean asking for help. 
Yeah, man, most definitely. Uh, you're totally right about that because there's been times where it's been the same thing, man, where I've sent you images and you're just like, yo, bro, do this, do that. And I'm like, man, I didn't think about it like that. And I went back and totally was like, okay, you know what? I totally get what he's saying because sometimes, and most of the time, you're one-minded, you know, because that's your eyes shooting that subject. Um, right. You're like, yo, I want it to be this way until you get some um, criticism. You're like, oh, thanks, bro. I didn't even notice that, you know, because you're looking at this or you're looking at that, sir thing man but yeah man it's people in your life that who uh, are always going to be there for you who have that gear man i mean dude i i mean this episode would be out when you listen to it but i just brought thomas's trigger for my uh for my sony man because uh, oh this is what i want to say too um you know before you start look so like i did like thomas switched over to sony and, you know, I was going to try to switch right over. I realized that switching over to Sony was kind of expensive at the moment. Um, so depending on what type of photography that you do, go ahead and just map out and price your new brand or new gear. Like if you're going to stay with the same brand, you'll be fine. But if say if you want to go to Fuji or you want to go to Sony, you got to realize that, yo, if you don't got the lenses, maybe Canon or adapter, you got to buy some new lenses, buddy, um, you know, and get a new trigger if you do off camera flash and stuff like that. And even though it's not too expensive at the same time, things add up, man. You got to buy the camera. Yeah, they do. 2K. You buy a nifty 50 for a Sony. That's about three, two fifty, three hundred. You buy a trigger for off camera. That's another 60, man. You buy a a UV filter, man. It's just so much that you kind of forget that you think that you can use from your other camera, depending on what brand it is. But sometimes, hey, man, you got to go out and buy everything. And that's what kind of hit me because it was like, yo, I got got Mm. stabbed, man, in the heart because I'm like, oh, man, I know how expensive this switch (laughs) is going to be. But yeah. you know what, man? At the end of the day, I was actually happy with the switch, man, because the results I'm getting now um, are great, and I can also shoot video, which makes me happy. So um, I love that I switch. But to anybody out there listening, just make sure uh, before you switch or before you upgrade, like Thomas said, man, you know, think about if that's something that you need or something that you want, you know, because you can also stack your money and wait, and you know, until you really need it. And then switch, you know, like just don't go out there and be like, yo, well, because the A7R3 or R19, whatever, 2035 comes out. Oh, because every influencer is pushing it. I'm going to need that camera. Like, nah, man. And just to tell you guys a quick story about Thomas, I was shooting with the Nikon 5300. Thomas was shooting with the Nikon 3300. I had a 50, I had a, I think I had a nifty 50 before Thomas, man. And my, my, uh, porches were coming out great. Thomas used to send me these pictures, bro. Uh, excuse me, but Thomas used to send me these pictures. Bokeh in the background. Great, perfect, crisp, uh, everything. And I'm like, bro, what'd you shoot that with? He'd be like, my kid lens. I'm like, nah, bro, shut up. You ain't shoot that with your kid lens. He's like, yeah, bro, Got I shot him. my kid lens. I'm like, you're lying. And yeah. when you know how to use your gear, that makes the whole difference. And 100%. You, yeah, because Thomas, I forgot what you used to say, but you're going to have to say it. But I feel, uh, yeah, go ahead and say it, man, because I forgot what you used to say, you know, when we would talk about uh, skill set and gear, if you remember what you would say to me all the time. I have no idea, but I will say this. Um, you know, I've posted on Instagram. Uh, uh, I took this picture of, uh, 
you know, people love those gear shots. So I'll use my, I still have my Nikon like Devonte mentioned. Uh, and you know, I'll put the 55 to 200 kit lens. You know, I want to emphasize that because that is a free lens that I got. And that thing has made me a lot of money. I've made way more than the $200 it would cost to buy that initially five years ago. But so I push it out to 200, you know, I think it's like the, the widest it can be at that, not to get too complicated, but it's like F6. F6 at 200 with the right background far enough away, you got some bokeh. Hey, it Facts. looks good. You you Facts. get almost the same type of image if you know what you're doing. Then like, there are some difference, of course, like clarity of lenses and things like that. I don't know. One thing you'll notice about this podcast too is I don't know a lot about a lot of stuff. Uh, so I'm not the most like techie, nerdy, like I can't tell you all about, you know, compression ratios and I can't do all that. Sure. But what I can tell you Same is here. I like what I see, right? Um, exactly. And I, I, I made this photo that it was like F6 or whatever at 200 millimeters and the background was like, non-existent the trees had all faded together as i call it buttery it was buttery and crispy and buttery, people were like what'd you shoot that with f 1.4 thousand dollar i'm like bro i shot that with a free lens and they're like what crazy and it, it's to your point Devonte. like you can get a red camera 25 grand and if you don't know how to use it it's just a paperweight so Facts. it's like, I got to tell myself the same thing I tell other people is just know how to use your gear. If you, I would say this, I'll go even this far to say, if you're looking to get a new camera, a new camera body. And one thing I'll say is lenses last forever. Like Devonte saying, you get a 70 to 200 for a Nikon camera. You could probably use that 20 years later because the yep. lenses last way longer than the bodies. The technology changes. So the camera body changes, but yep. there's dudes that are shooting now with brand new camera bodies with 20 year old lenses. So take care of lenses and try to think about in the future, what lenses you might need. And you know, if you keep the same brand, you're pretty good for a long time. But, um, you know, you have to, if you, if you, I'll, I'll always tell people this, and this is what I challenge myself. I'm not upgrading from the A7R2 that I have until I know what every single button on that camera does and how it works and how I can manipulate that gear to meet any need that I have now. And when I find the time and place where I feel like this camera that I'm looking at right now, you can't see it, but I'm looking right at my baby over there sitting on the shelf, <laughs> A7R2. Uh, when that thing no longer meets my needs, that's the time. I don't buy gear, but I start looking at what are some other options out there? Who's someone's yeah. gear I can borrow? Who can I talk to about? I got, see, I can't even, right now, I can't even think about uh, something that isn't a need that's not met by the A7R2 because I'm not there in my journey yet. I'm yeah. not fast forward two years from now where I'm doing something I can't even think about right now because it's not even in my present reality. Uh, the A7R2 meets so many needs for me at this present time that I can't even think about getting a new camera. Well, I can. I honestly do. Sometimes I think like, ooh, a red camera would be nice, but it would just be a paperweight and it would be a of want course. I'm turning into a need, right? It would be of a course. want I'm turning into a need. So, you know, you got to know all the buttons on the thing. You got to know all the modes it has. You got to know front to back what that gear is doing for you and if you're not at that point i would even say you might want to return that camera you just bought facts facts nah man so what, what tips it. do you what tips do you have real quick, real quick we're 34 minutes we're trying to do a quick one and i talked forever i spoke forever what tips do you have for someone that wants to is is wondering about gear um 
you know, what tips do you have uh, as far as would, whether they should get new gear or yeah, I don't know. What tips do you have about gear? Yeah, man. I mean, quick and simple, man. For for me, if for a tip, just, you know, my path is, you know, again, you know, think about it like this. Do you want this because it's new and shiny and everybody's talking about it and it's shooting at, um, you know, 120 frames per second at 4K, you know, or is it something that you need? Because, look, you're going to be able to get this gig and your future gig is going to be required to shoot at that frame rate at 4K, you know, like Thomas said, you know, every day technology changes, you know, and every year or two years we get a new camera that gets better and better and better. But then again, you know, like um, I found this out as well for me when I've shot videos for clients, you know, a lot of people don't, a lot of the clients don't see what we see as photographers and videographers, you know, like you can play them a video at 1080p and they'll be happy with it you know but depending on who you're going to be shooting for and what you're shooting for you know that makes a total difference so for me it's just tips of you know learn your gear um and you know after you learn your gear try to stick with that for a while until you really need to go up to something that you know, you may need in the future. Like you said, man, the A7R2 or uh, the camera that you have, man, I know you're going to be using that for a while. And I was going to say, yeah, me as well with my A7 III. I love that camera. It gives me everything that I need. Yeah. You know what? I'm not going to lie here and say, I do want uh, the uh, the new camera, the, the new Sony camera that has a 4K at 60 frames per second, just so I can slow footage down. But that's not a, a need right now. I can still give clients what they want at 100 20 frames per second and upscale it to 4k which is totally fine so my tip is just a study of gear um if you decide to switch to another brand uh learn more about that brand so that you know you can have the money to be able to pay because you don't have to go and spend ridiculous money get something used if you need something used you don't have to buy everything brand new um and yeah man that's basically my tip so just learn your gear because again the skill set goes one way and gear goes another way and again we have shot with people and known people who shot with Nikon crop sensors, Sony crop sensors, A6300s, and they're blowing guys out the water who have red cameras. You know, it's just one of those stigma, uh, you know, tisms where it's just like, yo, man, like, oh, you have a red camera? And you're like, because you have a red camera, you must be great. And then you see their work and you're like, bruh, this guy with the 6300 is killing you, bro. Like, do you even know yeah. how to use that? Or did you just go up to it because all your buddies have it and you need to be in a club with them? So, again, yeah. learn your gear. Yep. Just, you know, keep grinding skill set and everything like that and you'll be okay. So, um, and what about you, man, before we wrap this up? That's pretty, I mean, those are, those are, that's it, man. There's not much more to add there. All, all the only thing I'll add is, you know, it's okay to make mistakes because Devante and I will admit, man, we bought so many things that we, it was wants that we turned into needs. And, um, man, I'm, I'm just kind of looking around, lo looking at, you know, I feel like photographers become hoarders really quick and we call it passion, but it's really just, <laughs> we just accumulate a bunch of crap. Um, so, but, so true. It's totally okay, man. It's part of the learning experience, you know, so we're not on here trying to make people feel bad if you felt like you wasted money or you've bought things that are just sitting on the shelf, you know, hey, you can always sell those. Um, 
that's another thing, Devonta. You you said it. You know, buying used stuff too. I think I, I the reason I got my A seven R two is because the A seven R three had just come out, and the A seven R two was super cheap because yep. it was like the old. It was last year's model, but hey, I don't care. You know, last year, this year, if it meets a need, I go for it. So you know, don't feel bad if you've if you're sitting here, you're listening, you're like, oh no, I'm that person who's made that mistake. Well, man, I'm that person that's made that mistake too. And, uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's really just about figuring out what your needs are, you know, creating a kit, you know, a set of uh, lenses and camera body or whatever um, to meet those needs, being open to try new opportunities so that your needs expand so that you can grow and not necessarily accumulate more gear, but meet more people. Cause like I said, the person Devante has been a great toolkit for me. I'll be, I'll be 100% honest about that. Knowing this guy helps me out as a professional because he has things I don't have and vice versa. Like you said, he's borrowing the trigger to do off camera flash cause he hasn't got the Sony trigger yet. And that's totally fine. Like that's what it's about growing to together. So, um, you know, I don't have anything else to add aside from that, but, uh, let's go ahead and wrap this one up Devante. Um, yeah, man. So we, uh, hope that you guys got a lesson or two or three or anything out of this. Um, we do this and we make these podcasts tell our journey and our experience so that it can help another photographer out, another professional out. So we do appreciate you guys for tuning in and listening to these podcasts. Um, if you guys want to give us feedback, we're always open to feedback and criticism. Um, something that we can do more better, um, you know, or just give us questions that you guys might have that you guys want us to talk about if we experience something like that so um again thank you thomas for joining uh, me as well and us joining each other and doing this podcast like always it's always great times always fun time talking about our experiences and everything mm-hmm. else like that so yeah. um thank you guys for tuning into episode three um and we can't wait to record episode four so that should be out uh shortly as well so stay tuned and we will see and you will hear us in episode four thanks guys peace good night